Hey, welcome back to the Three Fever Point After podcast. I'm your host, Alex Anderson, joined, of course, by Natchitoches Central Offensive Coordinator Jeff Harper. Back for another week. Coach, uh, I believe the score right now in our pick'em is uh, seven to one or seven to two. I wasn't giving myself enough credit. I mean, it is what it is. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, really... you, uh, you, you had my number uh, again this week, uh, especially with, um, with, with Parkway and Houghton. Um, I don't know if you were able to watch the show Friday night, but um, our director, Matt, um, made sure to, to include um, in the end of the Parkway highlights that Parkway spanked that butt, as you predicted they would. So um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I added that. I said it. You know, I didn't I, get to see that. Yeah, I, I said it. Matt put it in there, so, so, I, so I went ahead and said it. And, um, yeah, uh, you were right about the, uh, about the quarterback situation there uh, with Houghton, um, with Christian Turner not being able to go. And, um, yeah, I'd say that that, that played a, a little difference or, or a factor, I should say, in that game Friday night. Matt, I didn't get to see much. Uh, I just got to see your highlights of it. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've heard about it. I got more information from my daughter about the game. But, um, you know, Christian Turner is is their is their offense, and he's he's extremely talented. And so um, if he couldn't go, I figured it would be tough because uh, Parkway's got a pretty good defense. And um, Parkway can also ball control you with a good run game. So, um, you know, I, I know that uh, that was a tough one for Halton, but – Hopefully, uh, CT will, will uh, heal up quickly and, and they can get back, uh, get, get things rolling again. Yeah, hopefully so. I know the Bucks certainly need him. And, and then you, you miss Jalen Lewis. He's playing quarterback for you, and, and he, you're missing him as a wide receiver. So um, a lot of issues there, you know, without Turner for the Bucks. But we did talk a lot about that game on Friday night. We had a couple Parkway players in studio. We had some fun with them. So we won't spend too much time uh, on the Panthers uh, th- th- in this episode. I did want to talk about another game that we picked, another game that you got right, Captain Shreve over Bird. It was a great game. It was the type of backyard brawl that you hope you have every year, but a rare outcome. Shreve doesn't win these a lot and um and they, they won it and they did it with a little bit of everything uh jamarlin otis had the big run to win the game but it was really the passing with brody savage yeah, i remember we did discuss him a, a little bit at the beginning of the year but seems like coach kirby might have might have found something here with this offense throwing the ball something they don't really do often yeah savage is he's pretty good and they they finally you know settled in on who they wanted uh running the offense i know when they played calvary uh, they they had uh, they had another quarterback in there who's a, a really good runner, um, and so and, and that may be that may just be part of the competition process. I mean, you, you you couldn't settle on somebody early, and so you give them both an opportunity, and you find the one that can get the offense rolling. And so um, you know that may be it. I, I'm not sure, but um, I, I would say that you know uh, Stacy Ballou's a buddy of mine. I did talk to him Friday, um, and you know he's he he has. Uh, you know, ha- had some issues in the secondary and had to replace some people, and and they got a lot of young guys. Uh, they're trying to you know get coached up, and um, you know at the end of the day, I- I'm not going to lie, I was really pulling, I was pulling for Bird, yeah, um, because you know I, I, th- this is not this is uncharted territory um, for them, and uh, and it's it's tough, but um, that 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 the way that the tree finished the ball game uh, is a testament to you know how hard they played and. I know that uh, I know that uh, Bird, you know, gave this best, gave it the best effort. New quarterback in there, Harrison Ayers, a kid that I that I know very well, and and um, I'm very proud of him getting the opportunity to get out there and play. And uh, he sparked the offense. Um, you know, everything seemed to be going Bird's way, and then you know, boom, 
uh, Otis breaks off a big run to seal the deal. And so, right. uh, great game. That's that's the bird tree. Like you can't you cannot look at the record and think that one side is is you know just that much better than the other just by by record. They're always going to play each other close. And it came down to the last possession. So, um, just another backyard brawl that will uh, go down in the record books as a as a uh, an awesome ball game. Uh, one thing that, that kind of stood out, I think, to a lot of people in that game was, uh, you know, Shreve scored late. They could have gone for two to tie it, and they just they took the extra point to get to within one. Um, obviously, it's a non-factor considering the way the game went, but if it goes the other way, that's a tough one. I, what goes into the, a decision like that? You know, we don't talk NFL ever, but you look at the Saints-Packers, you know, where the Packers go for two, down 14. It ends up being the difference in that game. Uh, that decision to go for two or take that extra point, obviously it's way different in high school. Um, what kind of goes into that? And, and uh, I guess discuss that, that interesting choice by, by the Shreve coaches there in that moment to not try for the tie, but just to take the one. Well, on the back of every call sheet for uh, – a coordinator and a head coach you have a you have a chart that says that you're going to go for one go for two based off what you're down in the ball game how many points you're down in the ball game and in that moment you know uh he felt like he you know had enough time left to where if they could get a stop defensively uh and, and flip the field um they could you know get in a position where they could you know uh win it with a field goal so you want to keep yourself in those in those moments and so um, and I've done the same thing. We played Rose Pine in the second round on the road, and we were in the overtime, and I decided to kick the extra point, had a senior kicker, hadn't mix, missed a PAT all year. Uh, and then we flip it, and we have to go, um, you know, go into overtime the second time. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I kicked the field goal again and didn't go for two. That forced them to go for two to win right. it late, um, and, and they, they did with a two-point conversion. So in every situation, it's a little different. But – uh, you know, on the back of back of our call sheet, you know, it's got if you're down one, you go for two here. Do you go for two here? And it's just a point value. And uh, he he had time and and felt like that they were going to be able to get a stop and, and get a short field and in worst case scenario, kick a field goal to win it. Um, and you know, the last thing you want to do is you want to capture momentum, right? And you don't want to give Bird any more momentum. And so you decide to go for two. They stop you, right? And they're getting the ball back and they're going to take the clock and they're going to go down there. And if they kick a field goal, you know they. You know, it, it flips the field, but it also, you know, puts you down five, so where you have to score a touchdown. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of things that go through a coach's head. And so in that moment, uh, he felt most comfortable kicking the PAT, knowing that if they get a stop, they can flip the field and, and win it with a field goal. And so, um, you know, one of those things where it's a tough call. I'm glad I didn't have to make it. <laughs> well, hey, you made the right choice. They got the win, and that's all that matters. I know uh, a lot of emotions on that Shreve sideline. It, it's been a tough year uh, in a lot of ways for them when you consider, you know, Lee Hedges um, not being available, the way that the first game went or that game against Calvary went. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Um, good, good to see them get in the win column. On the flip side, we, we, you mentioned it already, Bird winless still. They got Benton this week. Um, that's another tough out for the Jackets. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough. I mean, listen, I know I know Bird's got uh, last year's game on their mind, where you know Lambert goes down with an injury, scary moment there during the game, um, and and then you know Ben Benton just put it on them, and so I'm sure they'd like to exact some re revenge. And I know Benton had a good start to the game against Airline. I mean, I was there; uh, they were moving the ball all over Airline, but it was just a matter of them capitalizing in zone situations, goal line. And, and uh, you know they didn't uh, they didn't go their way, but they still came out in the second half. Um, you know, scored, I think scored 21 in the first half, and then put 35 on them. You know, 14 more in the second half. And so 
you know, Benton can score and Bird's got to stop them. And uh, Benton can go fast um, and Bird is, you know, trying new guys in different spots. So um, that that's tough. That's just tough. And, you know, Reynolds and Terrence Smith, the OC there, Reynolds, Reynolds more the head coaches, they're going to dial some things up to put uh, – put Bird's secondary and Bird's defense in compromising situations. That's what they do very well. And so um, that game is going to be tough. And, and it, you know, you, you turn on the film, and now all of a sudden you, you go from airlines juggernaut offense to a uh, double wing, uh, you know, veer, uh, you know, option type team. And that's just tough. And so uh, the Bird week preparation and all the assignment football that goes into it, it's very, very taxing on a coach and a staff and assignment football. And so I expect that game to be good. Um, and now I think if, if Ayers is back in there at QB, uh, they can put some more stuff in that he can run and throw and because uh, they were very one-sided in that ball game where they really could only run it. Um, and, you know, uh, they were, you know, getting some things that were working against Shreve. And so I think this week um, that, that one's going to be an interesting, an interesting ball game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, a couple other things I did want to clean up from, from the previous week because it really was ended up being a pretty busy week with district play opening. Um, you guys got back on track um, against Southwood, um, you know, at home. You got it going early, I guess, kind of take me through that game. And um, I'm sure it was good to, to kind of, you know, see that success uh, this past week. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been, we've been a slow starting team. Um, this year, I mean, it just it is what it is. You know, we got uh, you know new coaching staff, new scheme, and guys are 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 getting getting used to the way things work. And so, I would love for us to be get you know get started, you know, right from the start. But we, we haven't been uh, we haven't been real good at that uh, the last few weeks. And so we got the ball and we scored, got to stop, uh, scored again. I think we had twenty eight in the first half. Um, I think there was only one drive that we didn't score in the first half, maybe two. Um, and so that's that's what you want. And, and where, where I wasn't happy is we didn't uh, it didn't execute as well and made some mistakes in protection, just simple mistakes in protection. Uh, got some free shots on our QB, which I didn't like. But uh, South, you know, Southwood uh, coach Coach Green is doing a really good job oh, yeah. uh, with those guys. They were big, they were fast, they were physical. Um, you know, they they didn't when you watch watched them during our game, like on the hoof. They did not at, at all quit, and I was I was really impressed with that. They fought every single snap, and that is a, it's a testament to coaching, and it's a testament to the vision and, and direction that that program's going. And so uh, they never made it easy for us at all the whole night. Uh, in special teams, there was never a moment that we just felt like, okay, you know, we could take a deep breath and we could put some other guys in. We couldn't do that. I mean, they just, they, they just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And uh, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with Southwood. And so – they are going to be a tough game for every single team uh, that lines up against them on Friday nights. And uh, you just never know, you, you know, uh, I can tell you in 2019, we went over there week eight uh, or week nine and they, they hadn't won a district game in seven, in 70 games, I think. And, uh, and shocked us. And so um, just watch out for them. They're going to be, they're going to be a tough team every week. And I was, I was impressed with them. We did uh, defense got things rolling. I think they had, you know, under hundred yards of offense. Uh, and uh, and we we definitely played much better on on offense the way that we needed to. So um, good start good start for us to district, but we got the tough one this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a minute um, against Airline uh, coming up coming up on Thursday. I guess today, if you're listening to this when the episode comes out, um, I, I did want to mention another team or another two teams before we move on to to, to this coming week. Um, Northwood big win over Huntington. I think a win not many people were expecting. Yeah, I mean I was I was shocked. Uh, when I saw the score, but 
you know, um, Northwood and Huntington, he did, I mean, that, that one four a district, you just never know how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, there, there's so many good football teams and they're well coached. And so, um, you know, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised by the, uh, the outcome, um, just because, uh, Huntington has been playing so well. And, uh, and at the same time, you know, um, coach Brown's defenses are just, they're, they're tough and we've seen them on film and they, they get after it and they, they can make things tough on, on, on an offense. And so, um, you know, they disguise their, their coverages and pressures and, uh, you know, they've got dudes that can run the ball. They tackle well. So, um, you know, congratulations to those guys for getting the, getting the dub. And at the same time, you know, you just never know in that one, four, eight and one, five, eight, how things are going to shake out week to week. And it was good to see Hudson Heron making some plays from a Griffins player of the week. He had a nice game. I did have a little gripe uh, with the with the Falcons um, that I wanted to address here. Very important stuff. This is the stuff that I noticed while you're watching film and doing the real work. Um, they got to decide on a logo here, man. I mean, we've got the normal Falcon that we've seen. They've got the N. But I noticed when they tweeted a graphic out for their upcoming game this week, they then had the N with the old school Atlanta Falcons logo in the middle of it. So, so what's it going to be? We got we got to pick one or two, and we got to go with it. Um, I like the classic Atlanta Falcons logo, but it doesn't scream Northwood to me. Uh, I guess the branding rules aren't as strict in high school. No, I mean. But you do want to have something that 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 sells your your program, uh, and you know I'm not look I I don't want to get into that conversation <laughs> with what a school needs to do with logos and all that. I mean uh, you know I'm just not going to go there. But I will say uh, you know they they got they've done, they've done some pretty cool stuff. I mean I really like what they've done with their helmets. Yeah and, oh yeah. Uh, you know color choices and uniforms and all that. And so I'm sure once they figure out what they want to do with a the logo, they'll make it work. But uh, man, they they've got it going on over there, and now they got the turf and everything else. So, and they've got one of the best uh, pregame entrances out there. Oh, so unbelievable! Uh, whatever they choose to do, I'm sure it'll be great. Oh yeah, and the teal is such a good look there uh, uh, that they've added to the to the arsenal. A classic look. Um, the Mudbugs have teal pants and helmets this year, which I think are beautiful. But I won't go down that rabbit hole because I can talk jerseys and logos. That, like I said, that's the stuff that I notice. That, that that's the stuff that that pops off the screen for me when I'm watching uh, watching along with everybody else on Friday night. Um, so we talked about we talked about Northwood. I did want to mention quickly Loyola Bryce Carpenter coming in, instant impact on that Flyer offense. Yeah, uh, and you know they've been they've been laying low and not not a lot of things being said about them, and and then all of a sudden, boom. Uh, you know, I felt bad for the Red River crew because that, that was uh, that was the first game he gets to start. But um, you know, I, I didn't get to see any of the stat line or anything like that. I just know that that 35 points, um, you know, is is a good night, and I'm I, I'm sure that uh, you know they 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 didn't turn him loose uh, and let him do everything that he wants to do. But but uh, you know, he, he is a really good athlete, strong arm, um, and, and he can extend play. So you you have to. You have to stay with receivers and stay in your zones if you're a zone team, and keep your eyes on your guy if you're playing man. And, and he can he can uh, he can make your night very difficult with his athleticism. And so, um, not surprised by the outcome, and uh, won't be surprised if they get hot and get things rolling and, and roll off several more wins uh, moving forward. They're going to be they're going to be a very tough team. And, co- and listen, they, their coaches do a great job. Coach Sella does a great job with the offense. Uh, and then Coach Green, you know, his defense is, is really stingy and tough, and he knows how to scheme teams up. So get ready. Those Flyers are going to get it rolling. 
Yeah, perfect time of year to do it. District play underway. Now you're thinking, you know, you're thinking postseason and a uh, good time to, to, to get your star quarterback in the mix and uh, good to see him making an impact. All right, so I, I do want to talk about Calvary and we'll kind of use this to transition into this week. I was at that game against Wassman um, uh, last Friday night and uh, Calvary's defense was unbelievable. I mean, they were turning the ball over left and right. They were making good plays, but I think the, the problem that Coach Guin said preseason with Calvary, we saw it a little bit in this game. Their offense really didn't do what we used to are used to seeing them do, and that's because they were having a lot of trouble blocking Wassman. Um, they were they were getting pressure on um, Abram Wardell left and right. He took a couple big pops in that game. I know he had a little uh, wrap on his arm. I saw uh, earlier or later on in the weekend. Um, he was nursing it a little bit. I think it was maybe an elbow thing. Um, so. Uh, they got the win. Defense was phenomenal. But now, Calvary going into a game in this brutal out-of-district schedule. Westgate undefeated, a top-five team in 4A. Calvary may be an underdog this week, and that's rare. Well, Westgate is, is loaded. They're big. They're fast. They're physical. They fly to the ball. Uh, you know, they, they, they won a state championship recently, and so they're scary. Um, I, but I will say this. I think Calvary had issues – because they had some of their starters out that okay. were sick. Uh, and so, um, and I think that was on the offensive line, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Don't, don't hold me to that, but I, I think that that may be true. Um, and so that has a lot to do with it. But two, you're going into week four, right? You've got, you've got, a, you've got a fall scrimmage, a jamboree, weeks one, two, and, and then week three on film. And so you're, you're, your coordinators by that time have really three good films that they could break down and – Every defensive coordinator is going to find something that you do tendency-wise, field position, down in distance, formation, um, you know, and, and every coordinator's kind of got their things that they want to go to that they're comfortable with that you execute. Well, then they're also going to look at what you do in protection. And what Southwood did to us is they found some film on what they found our Opelousas film, and they, they used things that Opelousas did and some of the things that Ash did, and they put that into practice. And, uh, and they exposed to some things that we were not doing well in protection. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with what you saw uh, with Wasman. But at the same time, if, if it is true that they were missing some guys on the offensive line, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, now you fast forward to Westgate and you get to deal with a whole different animal. Yeah. Um, these, these guys are big, fast, physical, well-coached, fly to the ball, violent at the point of contact. I'm talking, they're trying to knock you out when, when, when they hit you. And so, um, that's going to be a, a great test for Calvary. Don't don't put if they get everybody back and and they're they're healthy. What they do offensively with their four guys um, and, and in Wardell spinning it, they're really 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 hard to beat. And so, uh, uh, are they going to Westgate? No, it's here. It's in Treeport. Yeah, well, that's advantage Calvary. So uh, Calvary's not an easy easy team to beat at home uh, and in front of the home crowd. And so. Um, you know, it's a measuring stick where they are in the state, uh, you know, in all classifications. But it has no bearing on where they're going as a program this year in, in 2A and ultimately where, where they're wanting to finish the season. And so um, it's a great game for them to uh, figure out where they're at, where they're deficient, things they need to fix. And at the same time, uh, you know, those guys are going to be coached up uh, and, and they're going to be told, hey, guys, look, this doesn't change our goals. It doesn't change what we want to accomplish as a program. Uh, but these guys are going to make us better. And so let's go out and let's give them everything we got. Uh, and I think that Calvary's got what it takes to beat them. And uh, it's, it's football. It's why you play it between the white lines on Friday nights and uh, fire up the lights and turn on the scoreboard and, and get after it. And I think that that's going to be one of the, the, uh, the games to watch. Don't be surprised if Calvary goes out there 
and um, and shock somebody because they they can do it and they're they're good enough to beat anybody any classification anywhere anytime so um, look really look forward to see how that one plays out yeah I think it's going to be a blast um, really uh, kind of the stuff that coach Gwen always preaches uh, these are the kind of games they need because you know let's just be honest when they get to district play it's just not the same competition uh, not necessarily up to their level and you know Wardell after this game he might not play another full game until they get to the playoffs. I mean, that's just the way their district has been. That's the way it goes for them. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. And um, I don't want to pick this game because one of us has to pick the out-of-town team, and that's no fun. We don't want to do that. We want, to, we want the local teams to always win. Um, another team I did want to mention for our game of the week this week, Rustin at Neville. I tell you one thing, Rustin Bearcats, you probably don't get too much time to talk. They are they're scary good. Uh, fresh off of a trip to the Dome, um, this matchup against Neville, it is crazy every time. It was crazy in the Jamboree, and so hopefully it's going to be crazy again on Friday night. Uh, such a fun environment. Uh, Russin, really, really special things going on for that football team. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be in the conversation in the end of the year. Uh, they're, they could be back in the Dome again, and you know they they've got some unfinished business, and I'm sure it's clear on their mind. Um, you know, uh, Neville's really good, well-coached. Mon Fuller's one of their QBs. Uh, he's a kid that I get to, you know, hang out with in the offseason. He just picked up a, a centenary offer today. His dad texted me, and so I know they were super excited. And then he texted me and said, we get Rustin. And so <laughs> he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming. They're going to line up. They're going to run it. They're going to run it right at you. Uh, Brantley kid um, is really, really good. Big kid, 6'5", can freaking spin it. Um, they've got they've got some skill guys. Their running back is really good. Defense is scary good, um, and so that game is going to be a war. But I will tell you, uh, Neville has got the same type guys on the other side of the ball that will uh, that will line up and they will they will hit you and they will do it for four quarters. And so um, that that's going to be a, a good ball game. Rustin is just they're unbelievable. And so I, I fully expect Rustin wins that ball game. But it'll be a it'll be a, it'll be a very competitive matchup. Well, I think a team that, um, you know, uh, Rustin may have to deal with at some point down the line if they keep playing as good as they are as airline. Uh, we, you know, we ran into each other outside of that uh, airline Benton game last Thursday, so we were able to talk about it a little bit off of air, which we don't do often. Um, ben Taylor, seven touchdown passes in one half. Um, and now they come down to Natchitoches to face you guys. Um, uh, obviously, you're very familiar with Taylor. I know you work with them. Um, you, were, you were very excited to, to see that performance out of one of your guys. And um, I guess just talk to me about how good he's been and uh, really looking forward to this matchup with Airline. I'm, I'm sure it's got to be exciting to, to you know, go up against a team like this, especially another big district game at home. Well, Ben is one of the best kids you'll meet. I mean, he is a hardworking kid. He's in the same – training group with uh with abram wardell lj white uh you know those those guys come in harrison Ayers. they all they just want to be the best they possibly can be and so um you know it, it is it is fun to go against kids you get to work with um but i will tell you this it ben's ben's development has more to do with what coach scoggins is is, is taught them and and the things that they do offensively you know he he is well coached, and uh, you know he's you know when Coach Meeks was there, Coach Meeks was is a really good quarterback coach, so he's very very well coached. Um, he he is he pays attention to detail. Um, he wants to do exactly as you tell him to do, and and he does a really good job of game planning every week. And and, and you see it, you see it on the field. You could tell some of the things that Benton was wanting to do offense. I mean defensively, you know they took advantage of, and and he did exactly as he's coached to do. So um, you know I'm excited for them to come down to Turpin. 
I know the people in Natchitoches are excited. You know, um, things are, are, are on, on the upswing for us as a program. And then you get, you get uh, you know, the, the Vikings who are undefeated and got, I think, the leading passer in the state coming to our place and uh, uh, tons of weapons and everything they do, they're very, very good at. We've watched all their film. Uh, you know, they execute at a high level. That's why they're so good. Uh, they execute at a high level, which goes back to coaching. You can tell they've coached really well. They know what their players do well. Uh, and so Ben brings that uh, that juggernaut of an offense to Natchitoches this week, and our guys are working really hard uh, to, you know, be in the right places and do the right things and uh, not make the big mistake. And so um, Airline does a great job of stressing you vertically in the pass game. Uh, they, they they run the buck sweep better than, than anybody in the state. Um, and then they they have the ability to get in, in and out of things really fast, and it, it, it challenges your rules, and it it makes your your guys have to play sound you know um, assignment football. And so uh, um, you know Scoggins knows that offense. He's he's really really good at calling plays and and setting things up. You know early in the ball game at a certain look, come back to a different look later at a time and when you really need to make a stop. And so he's one of the best play callers in the state. Great head coach. What he's done at at, at airline is impressive. They started out 0-3 last year, yeah. turn around, seven straight wins, wins the district, gets in the playoffs, has a hiccup there against Halton, a really well-coached Halton team. Gary Smith was a defensive coordinator at the time. Uh, now he's head coach at Bozier. He knows, he knows everything about that system, and they just had the perfect game plan for that night. That's fresh on their mind. They got that 4-0 start, and they are not looking back. And so uh, they're scary good, and we know it, and it's a good matchup for us. And, uh, and we hope that we can go into the ball game and do, do the things that we need to do to win. Um, and we know that they're going to play uh, their best, and they're not going to make the big mistake. And we've got to be able to do the same thing. We can't turn the ball over. We got to play sound them. And special teams. I mean, they really put the stress on you in every little detail. And uh, and Coach Curtis and uh, and the staff are really working hard to make sure that we do the little things right. Because ultimately, in a game like that, you can't make mistakes. You got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to block. You got to be able to catch. You got to be able to do all those things. Plus, line up right. Um, and and then do it for four quarters. And so, right now they're playing they're playing the best football up here in the north northern half of the state, uh, and they're they're scary good. So yeah. we're looking forward to the challenge. Well, it's going to be fun. And um, uh, we did we did talk about this outside of uh, Viking Stadium uh, last week a little bit, but uh, something like with my amateur football brain notices is airlines. Um, effectiveness at the deep ball. Uh, you see, you know, mm -hmm. usually you see a, a deep shot once or twice a half. You catch the defense off guard, maybe a play action. But man, they just let Ben throw that thing up and he drops it right in. I mean, what goes into that that to have consistent success at a play that you really don't see hit consistently often? Well, he does a good job of setting up the play. So he'll, he'll get the ball at a certain part of the field. Uh, you know, he may be on the right hash and, and, and he's got the perfect matchup to the boundary, uh, you know, and, and, and he'll, he'll throw hitches, right. And just draw that corner and draw that corner in and make a tackle, make a tackle. And then he'll come back he'll get on the left hash and it's the same kid, but he's in a different technique and, and boom, uh, they, they run that vertical as well as anybody, you know, they set him inside, try to get outside depending on your leverage. And then Ben, what Ben does is he's got. He's got a rhythm drop, one, two, three, boom. And then he's throwing the ball to a certain spot. And it's something that they practice. Uh, and, you know, look, Justin Rogers is great at it when they were doing it at Parkway right. under Feaster. Uh, so was Keandre Woodty. And then and then ultimately, you know, Brandon Harris when, when they started doing it. And so they work that throw over and over and over again. And they're really, really good at how to get open and how to run that route and where the ball needs to be thrown. 
and uh, and they protect it right. And, and if you notice when they're hitting that, Ben's not getting touched. Like he, he doesn't have a lot of people around him. And so if they've got to keep two guys in a back and a tight end to be able to throw that, they will. They've got to keep a, you know, a wing in and in the back or, you know, release the back and have the wing and the tight end. And they do it. They do it as, as good as anybody. And so um, a lot of practice, a lot of work on little details, throwing it on time, rhythm, 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 and then being able to protect your QB. And right now that's one thing that they're doing well is they're protecting him. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of repetition goes into that throw and it's something that he does with his, his, his guys. Uh, and then when they call it, that's, that's what Scoggin does so well. He, he is going to throw that ball. He's going to make you work it. He's going to throw those hitches and throw the nails and stretch you out, you know, horizontally. And then boom, he's going to take his shot deep. And, and you know, uh, he's going to take a shot early. Um, and if he, if he can get that corner rattled, he's going to throw that vertical. And then he's going to make you make that tackle on the hitch and the now screen and the swing and all that. So they're great at what they do. And he's, he's really good at calling, at calling it in ball games. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things that he, he works so they can take those shots because it is demoralizing to a, a, a secondary and to a team when you work it all week and then boom, that guy runs right past you and the quarterback drops it in the bucket and they're off to the races. I mean, it is, it's tough on a defense. And so we as an offense work it, we do it over and over and over again. And they, they do it as an offense too. And they're, they're the best at it. So it's, it's something we don't want to see Friday night, but we are fully aware that the ball is going to be in the air. We got to make plays and, and they got to make plays. And right now they're making them better than anybody. Um, yeah, I, I, you know that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, uh, I think it's from Wolf of Wall Street, where he's pointing at the TV when he sees something he recognizes. Are you familiar with that at all? I just did. Mm-hmm. I, I just had that moment, not, not even realizing that Scoggin was there at Parkway when they were doing this exact same thing on offense with all those great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And it, it all starts to make sense sometimes, Coach. That's why we have you on. You kind of, you know, you make me feel smarter at, at least for – 35 minutes on a Tuesday. So I appreciate that. Um, one last thing about this game. We're restarting an old <laughs> tradition. Uh, it's the old uh, Kim Anderson game. My wife's coming down Thursday night to shoot the game. Any, uh, any helpful tips for her when it comes to shooting a game at Turpin Stadium? Well, be sure you tell her to come on Friday because they changed the game from Thursday to Friday. Oh. Uh, and so I would have loved for, for uh, that game to be on Thursday night, but it's not. It's going to be on Friday. And so if she comes Thursday, there will be nobody at Turpin. Okay. Well, you know what? You just saved my behind there. Okay. Well, I got to make some changes in that case. Okay. Y'all do stream those games, correct? Yes, sir. We do. Okay. I won't produce during the show, but okay. Good to know. Thank you, coach. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> she's, she's going to be out of town Friday. All right. Anyways, moving on. We got to make our picks before we go. Uh, we talked about a lot of games. I think what we'll do is we'll do, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll agree on the three games. I'll pick the first one. You get the second one first and then, and then I'll get the third one first. Cause I got, I need something here. I, I need a little help. Uh, if we're going to get back into this. Race. Um, so I think we should start. We'll go Benton bird Parkway Shreve. And then our game of the week, Rustin Neville. You good with that? Sounds good. Okay, cool. Um, well, Let's start at the bottom. We'll start at Rustin Neville because I know what you're going to pick for uh, Benton and Bird. Um, Rustin Neville, I, I mean, give me Rustin. I think it's as, as simple as that. Um, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I, I, these two teams, they play insane, wacky games every time, but uh, I'm not picking against Rustin all year. No, and I wouldn't either, but I'll, I will go with, uh, you know, Amon Fuller, a kid that I've, that I've gotten to know over the last three years, uh, playing QB um, and, uh, you know, Hey, why not a why not a, a long shot? Why not a dark horse? Why not somebody that uh, no one sees winning a ball game? Maybe, maybe that 
maybe that whole thing just flips and, 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 you know, they have one of those moments. I don't think anybody thought um, that the Dallas Cowboys were going to go lose to the Arizona Cardinals. And so um, it, it, it does happen in football and that's the NFL and that's the best of the best. And so Dallas has the best defense supposedly in the NFL and, and they go out and just lay an egg. And so, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, you know Neville and in, in, in the upset and I hope that uh, uh, you know Amon Fuller and his boys pull it off. Speaking of L's for Houghton, let's get to Parkway and uh, Parkway and Shreve and um, look. Obviously, I'm the biggest Parkway Panthers fan you've ever met. I had the Panther hat on at the Mudbugs game. It went perfectly with my black and red Sabers jersey. It looked really nice. But I'm telling you, I really, really, really like what I've seen from Captain Shreve over these past couple of weeks. The way they're throwing the football with Brody Savage. Jamarlin Otis complimenting that on the ground. Give me the Gators in this one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you know, I, I don't think Brody Savage has seen the defense that, that Parkway's going to put on the field. No offense. Um, it, they are really good. And uh, you got to be able to get open against uh, that secondary that, that Parkway puts out there. Um, you know, here's the thing. And, and, I, and I do think this is where the matchup comes down. Uh, I think Parkway's really good on defense. And I think that uh, that Shreve is is really good on both sides of the ball, and so if Savage can can make plays and they not turn the ball over and give Parkway a short field, uh, you know Parkway will have to play some ball control, and 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 Shreve's going to have to stop the run. And Shreve didn't stop the run at all last week, uh, and Parkway can run the football, um, and they've got they've got weapons in in the backfield that are young and athletic and fast. They've got a big offensive line, and so. Uh, this is going to come down to who makes the big mistake and, uh, you know, who can control the ball and, and Parkway prove they can do that. And, um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm taking the Panthers and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that if, if they're chewing up the clock and they're flipping the field and they're putting the pressure, they're going down and they're able to score the ball uh, and putting the pressure on Savage and allowing Parkway to pin their ears back and come and get it, um, that, that could be uh that could be problematic. And so, I do think Shreve has got all the weapons and uh, can 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 beat anybody on any given night. Um, and and it, you know I'm not going to pick against the Panthers, but I do think that uh, that they do have the ability to go in there and, and just you know run all over and throw it if they want to. But Parkway's defense is a is is really good. I mean they they have one of the best defenses in the district, um, and and they're going to get after you. And so that one's going to be a good game, really good game. I could see Shreve winning it, you know, and winning by you know two scores, but. Uh, I think that, you know, Parkway is going to be able to run the ball and keep the ball out of uh, Shreve's hands and force Shreve to do things, um, you know, under pressure and duress. And they proved last week they can do that against Bird. And so, uh, but, but they couldn't stop Bird running the ball. And Bird was one-dimensional. And so Parkway does have the ability to throw it and play action uh, with uh, with Williams back there. And so it'll be, it'll be a good game. Um, you mentioned Parkway's defense. I want to give a shout-out to two of my new best friends, Camaro Mayo and Ashton Jackson. They were in studio with us uh, Friday night. They got to do top plays with us, and, and they were great. It was a weird moment because right as we were about to start, I was thinking to myself, wow, I didn't think that, you know, I'm going to have these kids talking about other kids and rivals and stuff, and I don't know what they're going to say, and they were fantastic. Nothing but complimentary. They did way better than I did. I just shut up and let them talk because they were actually giving some good insight on, on the plays we were seeing and describing <laughs> what was going on, whereas I'm like, whoa, look at that. That's really cool. So uh, that was a ton of fun. So then I think we'll try to uh, do again with some more athletes around town because that was a good time. So shout out to them. They were they were fantastic uh, for us here in studio. All right, one more game. Uh, it's Benton Bird. Uh, you might, you want to start? I, I know where you're going. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to pick against 
Reynolds and, and Terrence <laughs> and, and the Benton Tigers. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, one of my favorite times of coaching uh, was when I was at Benton and, and got the opportunity to get to know some of those kids. And so I know that last week was tough for them because they did have a good game plan offensively uh, and just couldn't couldn't capitalize on those opportunities. And so I feel like they probably went back to the drawing board this week and cleaned some things up. And um, and I fully expect that they're gonna they're gonna get after Bird. I think Bird is going to be uh, you know in a much better situation because they got some of those new guys on defense, lots of reps against uh, their rival, and so I think that they're going to be able to stop a few things uh, that they didn't last week. But um, watch out for uh, watch out for Bird, and if Harrison Ayers is under center, if they open up uh, some of the uh, the passing stuff that that you know he's been playing tight end and fullback linebacker. You right. put a kid in there, plug him in, he may not be well-versed in everything they want to do. So I do think that uh, it's going to be a competitive game, and I do think that they're going to be able to score um, when, it, when they want to against, against Benton because, they, you know, that, that scheme is hard to stop. Um, but I'm not going to pick against my Benton Tigers. So I'm, I'm fully expecting um, the Tigers to, uh, to, to, to get that dub for sure. All right, I think Bird's going to get their first win of the year. It's going to be a great night for the Jackets. The city of Bird right down the street going to be rocking off Friday night. Um, so, all right, so there's our three picks. I feel a little better this week, um, and I, as I've felt every week and have done terribly. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, that's all. I, I think that's all we got. Um, I think we covered a lot. It's been almost 45 minutes. Well, that's been our longest episode for a while here. Um, but here we are. We're right in the thick of district play. Um, you know, we're getting closer now to where those PowerPoints really start coming out. We're starting to look at some playoff seedings or whatever, whatever. If there was something you wanted to tell our viewers to keep an eye on uh, on this uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday, uh, what would it be? Some, some closing thoughts for, for our fans as they uh, head out to the stadium this week. Well, you're you're at the halfway point, so you you should you should see uh, things start to take shape. With, you know who your top teams are in the district, and uh, and ultimately with it being you know the halfway mark at the end of this week, um, this is where teams start to get it rolling. Once you get out of September and October, you want to be playing your best football. And so uh, now you've got you know that that home stretch, the last four weeks of the season, you know the last five weeks of the season, you want to be playing your your best football. And so. Um, you know, you're going to have some teams that are going to take the next step and, uh, and, you know, finally get some things clicking and get things rolling and, uh, and get hot at the right time. And then you're going to have some teams uh, that, that are going to be showing, you know, really where, 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 they, where they're deficient. And, you know, you, you kind of know where your weaknesses are uh, at that point. And now how quickly can you fix them? How fast can you patch those holes? How fast can you find the personnel needs that you, that you have uh, to be able to clean those things up? So you are competitive at the end of the year and get hot there right before the playoffs. And so um, that, that's really the story at this point is, you know, can, can you can you stay healthy? Can, can you take the next step? Can you beat a team that you're not supposed to beat? Uh, you know, that that Neville, can they can they shock the world and beat and beat Rustin? You know, can 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 we can we actually shock the world and, and beat the, 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 you know, the reigning district champs? probably the hottest team in, in, in Louisiana right now in airline. And so that's a, that's really what everybody's looking at is can, can we as a football program take the next step and win a game that people don't expect us to win? Uh, that's supposed- what coaches are saying in the locker room. That's what's going on. And, and really it's you versus you. Uh, it's not you versus that team. It's you versus you. Can you take the next step and get out of your own way and do what we're coaching you to do? Uh, and that's, that's ultimately the main person that you're playing every week is you as a team as an individual can you can you actually do what we're coaching you to do and so um, it's going to be fun to watch man high school football there's nothing like it best time of the year uh, weather's starting to change getting cooler 
Yep. Yeah, holidays coming up, fall breaks about to hit. Every kid needs a little break, and so uh, as a coach, coaches need a break too. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm, um, you know, exciting, exciting times of the year for sure. TV guys need a break, but that doesn't come until about mid-December for us. So we're going to hang on. We'll be here every step of the way. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That air's getting a little cooler. These games getting a little more important. We know the, uh, you know, the, the, who the teams to watch are. We're watching for those upsets, all that excitement. And I, like I said, we'll be there every step of the way. Coach Harper, you're the best. Love getting to chat with you each week, man. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Always enjoy it, brother. Have a great week. You too. We're wishing you the best of luck on Friday, not Thursday, Friday. We've learned that. And hey, we'll come out on Thursday. So you'll be listening to us on a Thursday, looking ahead to that Natchitoches Central game tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us on another episode of the Three Fever Point After Podcast.